Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for all of those that were waiting in the waiting room. Um, we are very excited about today. Uh, this is our first um, Zoom uh, event. Um, obviously, with uh, COVID doing everything that it did, um, we were not going to let that uh, stop any of our events coming up. Um, just as we wait for everybody, I'd like to introduce who Mzansi FinEd is. So Mzansi FinEd stands for Mzansi Financial Education and Media. Um, which is a basic education organization with a focus on the entrepreneurship realm in South Africa. So it really speaks to uh, its own name. Um, and um, Mzansi has partnered with one of South Africa, if not the world's best hair care brand, um, ORS. Um, and I absolutely love their tagline. ORS believes that um, beautiful hair comes in all types but not stereotypes, which I think is absolutely amazing. Um, ORS is one of those brands that have really given us the platform to have um, our own hair shine, you know, our natural hair as it grows out of our roots shine, regardless of what texture, color, um, or even race that we come from. Um, so it's absolutely amazing and we are honored to partner with them on this event. Um, so just to take you through the agenda, we are going to have a Q&A brought to us by an incredible woman by the name of Amy Dove. She goes by um, Bush Baby Amy on social platforms. She goes by Bush Baby Amy on social platforms and uh, her nine to five is actually mechanical engineering but she, uh 24 7 she um is a healthy hair blogger which is absolutely amazing um she's going to take us through um the q a that she has today um we're very excited to have her because she is not only passionate about hair care natural hair care but she is also very very knowledgeable um she is also the creator of Main Event 031, which she'll let us in on. Um, and yeah, we are looking forward to having a great session. Right after Amy, we're going to have our CEO and um, founder, Martine Solomon, who is going to take us through um, the who's going to take us through tips for financial emancipation. Um, so we're talking freedom for your hair and freedom for your wallet. I mean, hair and business, what better to um, ensure that you slay post lockdown? I am absolutely looking forward to this. And oh, look at that. I had forgotten to record. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> we are recording again. Okay, cool. So um, I will then share with you guys the questions that we have received let me just uh technology is an amazing thing guys i'm absolutely loving this um so our first person here is Lebu. Hi, my name is Lebo Khang and I'm a beautician. I'm the owner of Amari Beauty and Consulting. And I just had two questions regarding hair. The first one is I want to know how to repair a damaged hairline. And the second question is how to ensure that my hair remains bulky and voluminous and dramatic. <laughs> I absolutely love that. <laughs> Amy, bulky and voluminous and dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so as far as the hairline um, is concerned, I think um, it's dependent on what has caused that breakage. Um, but the most important thing when it comes to hairline is to be patient and to avoid hairstyles that promote um, tension in, in your hairline area. So you want to do looser styles. I mean, what I have right now with just my flow, there's absolutely no tension on my hairline. So there's not going to be anything that's promoting um, hair loss or breakage at that point. Um, but in terms of a product that you could potentially use, um, you, you pointed it out earlier on, which was uh, the castor oil, the black castor oil. Um, yep. So I also actually went through a short spurt of having um, some hair thinning issues along my hairline. And I also, I, I, I started using the black castor oil and that, that really promoted the hair growth um, and strengthened that area specifically. And I also switched to less, um, less strenuous hairstyles um, just to give my hairline a break. Nice. Thank you so much. Yeah. And volume? Volume. Okay. With relaxed hair, it's a little bit difficult because I think your volume is dependent on the amount of um, hair that you actually have when your hair is relaxed. So it's actually dependent on the density of your hair. Um, what I could suggest to that lady is that instead of um, using a flat iron, potentially she could just use a roller set when she is drying her hair or use a blow dryer and just not get it pin straight. So that might promote um, a bit of volume. Alternatively, she could also try um, a curl, like curling methods, like bantu knots. Um, but in that, in that case, her hair will not be straight anymore. It will be curly. Okay. But those will all um, create volume. Awesome. Thank you. Let's move on to the next one. Hello, my name is Leander. I am from Mufulo um, and Soweto. I've got two questions of how to take care of natural hair. First question is, um, how often do I have to detangle, especially using the detangler brush? And how often do I have to wash my natural hair? Thank you. Um, so Tando, one thing is that we can't, well, I personally can't really hear um, the the speakers so I mean the the video so could we maybe play them louder but I did I think I caught that that lady was asking about how to detangle her hair or how often she should detangle her hair as well as how often she should wash yeah. her hair yes correct? yes okay so as far as detangling is concerned um, uh, I know she referred to using a detangling brush first and foremost I always um, encourage people to finger detangle their hair because it's the most gentle on your hair um, and I actually have two methods that I finger detangle in which I finger detangle my hair the first one I call the pulling method and I don't know if that's a real thing or not but it's what I call it and basically what I do is instead of raking my fingers through my hair um, along the length I actually start by pulling uh, like at my hair in this way to separate it. Uh, I hope you guys can see the video because I don't have the words to describe what I'm doing. <laughs> but yeah, so I first pull it apart, and what that does is that it basically, um, it basically, uh, it gets the initial bigger looser knots out of your hair, and then once you start raking through your hair, what actually happens is that it, um, if you if if you if you take your fingers and you 
run them through the length of your hair. All the knots that are along the strand of your hair basically get caught in that tension and that's when your hair starts to break. So it's, it's best um, obviously to start at the bottom. But now I've described actually how to detangle your hair and not how often you should. How often should you do it? I detangle my hair every time I am washing it. Um, and I wash my hair every two weeks. I know that was also part of her question. What I can suggest though, or what I do recommend though, is that you as an individual need to listen to your hair. Everybody's hair produces sebum at a different rate or gets dirty at a different rate, dependent on what their daily activities are. For example, if I'm working out, I tend to need to rinse my hair. So whether it's a water rinse or whether it's a co-wash, I need to you know, get to my scalp and make sure that it's clean. Um, most importantly is just to take note of what your scalp is looking like because that will be a direct indicator of how often you should wash your hair. Awesome. Um, I think, um, yeah, that, that's been a big one for me because, I mean, there's certain people who wash their hair absolutely every day. And um, I've learned that washing your hair every day is not good in the sense that you're removing certain natural oils that your hair also produces. Um, we've yeah. got a comment here by Lee, and she says, I also suffer from bad edges hairline is practically gone hides <laughs> and my hairline and my hair is thinning what product can i use so I'll, I'll i'll let you take this one amy okay so i think it depends on what is causing your hair to thin um for example um i always use my sister as an example because she's an easy example to use but she her hair um over the years has thinned because of stress now there's nothing really that we can do about that because that's your hormones changing and there's nothing she, like there's not there's no product that necessarily can cause her to stay calm and therefore have her hair grow out again. If your hair is breaking because of breakage, if your hair is thinning because of breakage, not breaking because of breakage, if your hair is thinning because of breakage, then you obviously need to reassess the 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 way in which you handle your hair so that goes again back to detangling how are you styling your hair are you using very um tense tension intensive hairstyles you know like slick back ponies and buns and all of that those things are not really good for your hair as well as for your hairline um but if you're looking for products to promote hair growth um oils are the best um and specifically black castor oil, um, that, 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 that works best to promote um, hair growth. But you have to be patient. Um, there's no overnight fix for the damage that has been caused. Yeah, listen, that's what I learned the hard way. So um, like I said, it's been two years since my son, but I just did not pay attention to my hair. This is literally lockdown growth that I have going on here. And simply because I kept a routine, <laughs> I would wake up in the morning. So I would set times. I woke up in the morning and I would use um, my black castor oil and I would do it again at night. And I mean, the massaging into my scalp as well would promote yeah. it. So unless you're willing, unless you're not willing to, unless you're willing to, to do a routine, you have to put in the work, guys. Pick a struggle. You know what I mean? So, and exactly. I guess um, with, with, with the routine as well, your hair will grow in healthier and thicker, you know. And I think the best yeah. thing is also not to compare. Like, I would love your volume, but I know that I can't get to that. And that's a gene, a gene thing, you know. So that's another thing that we have to be very cognizant of. Um, yeah. 
let me just take one more comment before we go back to the videos. Uh, Yuli from Team Kulu here says, what can I do with a, cons with a constant dry scalp? What can you do for constant dry scalp? Yeah. Okay, so again, uh, oiling your scalp is important, but if you have a constant dry scalp, then what I would also suggest you do is potentially go and see a dermatologist um, because um, it's, it's not natural, if I can say, like not that you're abnormal or anything, but, the <laughs> but it's, it's not natural <laughs> for somebody to have a constantly dry scalp, especially if you have been applying oils, it, 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 it indicates that there may be a bigger problem. Um, so yeah, so my suggestion would, if you have tried um, basing your scalp using an oil and not a, not a, um, a hair food, like an actual oil, uh, let me show you one. Um, yeah, here we go. Here's an example of a perfect oil that you can use. So this is the shea butter oil. Take that and apply it to your, to your hair. What I do when I'm applying oil to my hair is I put it onto my fingertips only, and then I rub it like so, and then I massage it into my scalp. So do that. Um, some people do it daily. I don't, I don't, I'm not very fond of oils because my hair produces enough oil. Um, for my personal liking. Um, so I only use oils like maybe two to three times in a week. Um, but yeah, that would be my suggestion and, and monitor it um, and see if you, if you see an improvement or if you don't, um, then I would suggest try going to a dermatologist. Awesome. I think a lot of people also, to your point with the massaging your scalp, a lot of people forget that moisturizing your hair is not enough. You know, you have to get to the roots um, and I know that I'm one of those people. I will concentrate on my hair and I will moisturize it and forget my scalp and then flaky, flaky. Anyway, yeah. so <laughs> I'm going to share um, another video right here. Um, I hope the audio is, I, I've, I have taken the volume up, so let's hope for the best. Hi, my name is Mbomi. I just received the package. Thank you very much. Um, I have the product that I wanted to ask about, the hair oil. So it looks like it says for um, Afro Naturals. I just wanted to know if I can use this on my 100% um, wig. Um, usually I wear wigs, so I just wanted to know if I can use it on all sorts of hair and how much of it I need to use. It smells fantastic. Thank you. Okay, so that is actually a personal favorite of mine, that particular Vasika oil that she showed. Um, and to answer her question, yes, she can use it on her on her hundred percent wigs. Um, but I would suggest because I am not too familiar with um, wigs because I don't use a wig that often. I've actually bought my first two wigs um, about a few, like maybe three months ago, but they're still in the packaging. So I actually wanted to use this lockdown time to play around with them. But I guess I didn't. But um, start with less product and see how that works. So I would just, you know, take a small drop. Um, the nozzle on this is really good or it's really useful because you can actually control how much oil comes out um, depending on how, how much you unscrew it or how, mu how much it's screwed closed. Um, so I would start with a little, apply it to the ends, work your way up towards the roots, um, and see exactly how it plays out like that. A lot of the stuff is, I can say, experimental. Yeah, I think you have to um, 
keep using until you find what works for you. And the beauty about ORS is that they've got a very large range. And I know that um, they do have um, wig care, you know. So a lot of their products, and there are a lot of people who do use their their products on, on their wigs. I, I, I've known quite a few people. Like a lot of people will use um, this right here, which is a leave-in hair conditioner for their wigs. Yeah. It smells absolutely amazing. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it does the job, you know. And um, for those of you that may be questioning, you can find ORS at click stores, discams, and uh, selected um, supermarkets. Um, and obviously, they'll be in the hair care section. But they've got amazing products at amazing prices. Um, I'm going to read a comment here. This is from Palisa. She says, I have alopecia. I, uh, I've tried so many different products, but nothing is working and I have given up. Is there any product you can recommend that I can use? Yeah, alopecia is a very difficult one. Um, but again, it depends on what type, because alopecia just means hair fall or hair loss or hair thinning. So again, it depends on what has resulted in that. So I know that there are a variety of types of alopecia. So again, I would just suggest um, the black castor oil. That is my go-to when it comes to thin or falling hair. Black castor oil. Apply that to your scalp. Make sure you're massaging it in. Make sure you're using loose hair, loose, um, loose hairstyles. Um, and if if it is a different kind of alopecia where you maybe need antibiotics or maybe you need medication, then again, you should go to your to your dermatologist because they will be your best um, like help in this. Mm. Yeah, alopecia is a, is a real thing. And, um, but for those of you that are questioning or asking yourself what uh, product Amy is referring to, so I use mine so much you can't really see <laughs> the branding. That's the black castor oil. I have one here. Oh, there. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what it looks like. And uh, ORS has an entire range. I mean, right now I've got braids in my hair and that's what I'm using. And it's still got the same um, black uh, castor oil, you know, nutritions that your hair needs. Um, I have another comment here from Gyavetswe. She says, I have been, I've, I've had a fade for about three years now and I'm growing out my hair. Is there any way I can promote faster growth with my short hair? I didn't hear what the first part was. She has a what? A fade. So, uh, oh, yeah, fade. oh, I know all about fades, man. <laughs> yeah, you recently cut your boyfriend's hair. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun experiment. <laughs> but um, yeah, so what can you do to promote a faster hair growth? So, faster hair growth, um, I think we've spoken about this already um, at length in terms of ways in which to prevent breakage. So additionally, I can also say um, what I've noticed with my hair is that keeping it moisturized, um, that also helps with preventing breakage because a lot of people um, think that their hair isn't growing, but in actual fact, their hair is just breaking faster than it's growing. So it is growing, but you're just constantly breaking it. So it doesn't seem like there's any growth. Um, So use the black castor oil, Massage that in, but also make sure that you are moisturizing your hair and that you're keeping your hair moisturized um, in order to prevent it from breaking unnecessarily. In addition to like just adding products to your hair, I can also say just be cognizant of if you're sleeping um, with a satin lined or silk um, pillowcase or duke. Um, 
cotton obviously um, absorbs the moisture from your hair and therefore your hair gets drier faster. Um, and the same goes for the towel that you're using on your hair. Don't use a normal cotton towel or try avoid using a normal cotton towel. Rather use an old t-shirt or a microfiber towel. Hello, Tando. I think you turned off your mic. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I, I, I was just saying that so we're just gonna need to pick up. I'm just looking at time. Um, uh, so, so I'm just gonna choose keywords from these questions. Apologies ladies for not reading them out, but I just also just wanna make sure that this uh, session is impactful for each and every person who has asked questions. Um, so Grace here says, um, dandruff we've tackled now we've tackled dandruff or we tackled a dry scalp but dandruff no, we dry yeah so so how so she would like to ask products to apply for dandruff treatment okay so again um this okay like so sometimes there's like fungal dandruff um which is basically like if you are not ensuring that your scalp is getting dry then there's Stuff that grows on your scalp. I'm not. I'm not a scientist. I'm an engineer. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, in some cases, I know that you need to use something that cleanses your hair or your scalp correctly, so it gets rid of that fungal infection which is causing the dandruff. Other times, people mistake dry scalp for dandruff, so they get flaking on their hair, which is norm. Which is I would say it's more related to dry scalp as opposed to dandruff as we know it or as we refer to it. So just ensure that you are getting rid of all the product that may have built up on your scalp um, whenever you are washing your hair. Make sure that you're you're getting into, into your scalp. Um, with my hair, it's quite difficult to reach my scalp. So what I do is fingertips, literally only use the pads of your fingers when you are when you are making contact with your scalp, do not use your do not use your nails. So never go in and scratch your nail, scratch your scalp like this. Like always try and use your fingertips or the pads of your fingertips to get into your hair and make sure that you are cleansing your scalp. And I think uh, yeah, I think this is a follow up question to that. So apparently we shouldn't base the scalp because it clogs um, the, the the scalp. Yeah, the pores, the sebum. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that's why I said you should sorry. No, continue. Um, so that's why I specifically mentioned not to use like a petroleum-based hair food when basing your scalp, because I think that is the traditional way in which we have become familiar with basing our scalp. Um, or with the phrase basing our scalp, is that we're taking this hair food like it looks like vaseline and we're putting it like all over our scalp like that's not what i that's not what i was referring to if i did use the the phrase basic scalp which i don't think i did but anyways um what, what you should use is you should use oils now there are different types of oils there are lighter oils and there are heavier oils um and you need to use the lighter oils on your scalp so that you don't have that problem of um clogging up your pores awesome um, let's go to, I think I'm only going to play two more video, um, questions and I'm going to play them one after the other. So like back to back and then, um, yeah, cause we just, and then we're going to give Martine a little time to, uh, talk about a little bit about Mzanti financial media and ooh, Mzanti financial education and media. I'm a little tongue tied today. 
<laughs> Hi, my name is Nomonde Patrilla, and I'm a fashion designer. Um, the two questions I have about hair is what can I use that is natural to fix my hairline because I ruined it in high school and it, I haven't been able to get it back since then. So I always kind of keep my hair short or in color. <clears throat> and the second question is what can I use to treat my hair when I color it and it gets damaged? Hi everyone, my name is Pumla Mukhali. I'm from Jablani and my Instagram handle is Pumla Tanya. I've got two questions. The first question is, what can I use for my hair to be soft? Because of it's always coarse. And then the second question is, how can I know my hair type? So I can buy relevant uh, products for my hair because of I struggle a lot with my hair. I can attest to not knowing my hair type. <laughs> Okay, so um, I, we couldn't really hear the first lady again, but what I did catch was the hairline, which I yes. think we've discussed at We've covered so hairline, yeah. Yeah, and then the second part, was she talking about dyeing her hair? Um, no, she spoke to, so she said she, she, she her hair, ooh, she's ruined her hairline, so she either keeps it short or she keeps it dyed, because dyeing kind of uh, camouflages. Um, and, um, so yeah, so I, I think we've answered that on how to, to treat it. Okay. Yeah. I, I completely forgot her second question. Sorry about that. Um, it's fine. but it was, sorry, it was for faster hair growth, which I think we've okay. also covered immensely. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then the, the second lady, she asked about how to make her hair soft mm -hmm. as well as how to identify her hair type. Correct. Okay. So the, f okay. Hmm. Let's start with the second question first. Um, and then we'll, we'll, and then I'll discuss the first question. So the second question was, how does she identify her hair type? Hair type excuse me. So actually, funny enough, I feel like I put a post up on Monday or on Tuesday. I forget the days of the week, but um, sometime earlier this week, and I had actually asked my followers, what do they think my hair type is? Because for as long as I've been natural, I've never actually sat down and said, this is my hair type, or this is what I think my hair type is. And I don't think that that's really a critical or essential part of being able to take care of your hair. I think what's more important and what's over, I mean, it's often overlooked or not as promoted as much is knowing your hair porosity. Now, what your hair porosity means is that it's how your hair reacts to water. Does your hair absorb water? Does your hair retain water? Does your hair deflect water? Or does your hair have a healthy relationship with water, which is what most people don't have a healthy relationship with. So, or with moisture, sorry, not, not water specifically, but any moisture. Um, so I think that's more important um, to identify is what is your actual hair porosity. Um, knowing your hair type is also beneficial or also helpful, but what's more critical is your hair porosity. And it's very easy to test for. So I'm just going to talk you through it really quickly. You take a glass of water, normal tap water, right? Cold, uh, like not hot water, like normal room temperature water and then you take a few strands of clean dry hair so you want to take strands from different sections of your hair because 
you could actually have different porosities dependent on how you've treated particular areas of your hair. So you, what you want to do is you want to take a few strands from each area and then you want to take those strands and put it in that glass of water and leave that glass for about three to four minutes and then come back and see actually how has, like where is your hair sitting in that glass? Is your hair sitting on top of the water? Is your hair sitting, like is it just floating in the middle of the water or has it sunk all the way to the bottom? And that um, indicates to you what porosity your hair is. I don't know if I should go into more detail. Hey, I'm being schooled here. What? <laughs> okay, but basically, if it's sitting on top of the water, it means your hair is low porosity, and it means that your hair doesn't absorb water easily. If it's sitting at the bottom of the glass, it means that your hair is high porosity and that your hair is prone to absorbing water very quickly. And if it's in the middle, it means it's a good, healthy balance. Um, and basically, what these, like knowing your porosity now indicates is how do you actually apply moisture to your hair and how do you ensure that your hair retains that moisture but if i go into those details i think we'll be here for another half an hour so we yeah we'll be <laughs> you can come to my instagram if you want to find out more That's <laughs> <at> <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> um, um the second question was how does she soften her hair or how should she i can't remember the exact wording yeah, yeah. So how, how does she ensure that her hair remains softer and not too coarse? Okay, so I don't think soft and coarse are direct um, comparisons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So but we can't we won't discuss that. I'll just discuss the soft part. Um, basically to ensure your hair stays soft, you need to ensure that it's moisturized. And the best way to do that is Again, it depends on your hair porosity. If you have low porosity hair, you need to ensure that you are laying your products and sealing the moisture into your hair. And if you have high porosity hair, you need to ensure that you're also sealing, well, not sealing, um, oh, I don't know what the words are. <laughs> but you also need to ensure that your moisture is locked into your hair because your hair tends to, um, let me start again. If you have low porosity hair, you need to ensure that you allow the, the moisture to penetrate your hair. And once it's penetrated your hair shaft, you need to ensure that you seal it. With high porosity hair, you need to ensure that when you do when you do infuse the moisture into your hair, that you seal it in because your strands are more or your, your pores are open and so they just let the moisture escape quite easily. Um, but I think those techniques, um, it takes it it's dependent on a lot of factors. So I can't just give you a blanket statement on how to ensure your hair is moisturized. Awesome. I think we have a lot of homework to do. I think every individual has a lot of homework to do based on their own hair types uh, after this. And uh, yeah, you actually answered the next question, which was from Willie. Willie, I hope your answer. She was also asking um, about hair porosity and because she knows that black castor oil is too heavy for her hair. I hope you were answered um, by Amy there. Um, Shay says, hey, Amy and Tando, y'all look cute during lockdown. We try for lives. <laughs> um, she says, my question, <laughs> my question is around two things. How can you tell when you're losing hair? Um, how can you tell when you are losing hair or is it just dead hair falling out during detangling? So what's the difference between loss of hair or you are actually pulling it out? Can you tell? Okay, so 
I could, I guess, um, I could rephrase the question to say, how do you know the difference between breakage and shedding? Because shedding is when your hair naturally, naturally falls. Yes. It's old hair that's meant to come out. And then breakage um, is more like where it's manipulated um, to break. So you're using, like you're pulling at your hair and you're causing that breakage. So the easiest way to identify what's breakage and what's um, shedding is to actually look at the strands that come up. So strands that are broken are not normally the full length of your hair strands. So that's an easy, easy indicator. Like if it's, if it's short hair like this and your hair is as long as mine, you know that's breakage. There, there's no way that that's shedding. Um, an alternative way is to actually, again, look at the strand and then you can actually sometimes um, on hair that's shedding, you see a white little bulb at the end and on hair that's breaking, there won't be that bulb. Um, I think those are, yeah, those are two ways in which you can identify or differentiate between the two. Awesome. Her follow-up question is, how can she grow her brows? <laughs> That's her not one of those. Yeah. <laughs> is there a way? <laughs> um, so, I have thick brows naturally. Um, thank you to the genes. Um, but um, I know that some people do also apply um, oils. To their, um, to their eyebrows and to their eyelashes. I am one who needs to apply, like um, some people apply like sweet almond oil using a spoolie. So your mascara brush, they use that to apply it to their eyebrows and to their eyelashes. Um, yeah, but I've personally not tried it. Yeah, you, you live and you learn. Try it. You know, I think a routine maybe may just get you there. Um, one more question is uh by lucille lucille and she says i'm in the process of transitioning so i still have some straight hair when is the best time to chop it when you're ready ultimately that's 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 really it boils down to are you ready to chop it yes or no i know like i didn't big chop my hair when i started going natural i transitioned um and because i had this need that i needed to be able to type my hair for me, that is the most important thing with however my hair is styled, whether it was relaxed or whether it's in its natural state. I must be able to type my hair because I hate when it's in my face and I hate when it's on my neck. So that was my criteria. And as my hair grew out, when it was long enough, I cut off my, my dead ends. But I think it, it's beneficial to cut it off as soon as possible because it's, I mean, you know, um, I, I can't remember the saying, but they, there's some saying that says, like, don't hold on to dead ends or something like that. I <laughs> <don't know. laughs> Sorry, I was wrong. There's one more question. <laughs> um, before I get to that question, Yolisa says, eyebrows are a struggle. And uh, Gavita says, castor oil helped her grow her brows and lashes. Hey, when I... Gabito, then you must yeah. give a tutorial, please. How about it? <laughs> um, uh, and then the very last question before we let Martine on is, um, sorry, I can't read your name here. It just says Galaxy J44. So can I dry my hair in hot air? I couldn't get that. Say that again, Amy. She's asking if she can dry her hair in hot air. I think we're just, uh, am I back now? I think we're going through a thing. I can hear you now. Oh, fantastic. Yes. 
Um, she says, can she dry her hair in hot air? Or rather with hot air. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's uh, blow drying. Like a blow dryer. Um, you can. Um, personally, I always, I have always air dried my hair. Um, but I do, I do know, or there are sometimes, um, like actually before this live, I wanted to refresh the front of my hair. Not that you can even see the difference. Um, so I used um, a hair dryer with a diffuser attachment, um, and I put it on high fan speed but low hair, low air temperature so put it on cool air um and yeah you should be okay but obviously don't do it excessively and just be gentle with your hair and and if you are going to use heat to maybe stretch out your hair um then obviously try and incorporate a heat protectant um or apply a heat protectant to your hair before you do that awesome thank you so so much amy um, and guys, that session of the Q&A session was brought to you by ORS, um, which a lot of us are very familiar with. And if you haven't started using it, now is the time. So that's Organic Root Stimulator. You can find them on Instagram at ORS underscore SA. And as you can see from my table here, they've got quite a few products that you can use. This is definitely not the whole range, but they've got a lot of brands um, that they can use and they definitely have one for each hair type. Um, so the onus is really on you to go out there, research your hair, do the porosity test, do, the, do everything that you need for your hair and to understand your hair better. And then obviously you can find them at Clicks, Discam and various other supermarkets. Right now, I am going to hand the floor over. Thank you so, so much, Amy. And you can follow Amy at bushbaby.amy at Instagram. And uh, you can follow her on YouTube as well. She's got really, really amazing content. Um, both hair and lifestyle, um, and uh, all things healthy. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. It's been a real privilege. And you are so knowledgeable. Thank you. you I have really been schooled today. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so I'm just going to check if Martine is online. Uh, ladies, we're in the last leg of our... Uh, of our um, session today and um, please allow me to introduce our group CEO Martine Solomon who is not only our group CEO but she is the founder um, and also a, com a consumer financial education specialist in South Africa. Hey these are big titles Martine what do they mean ma'am what do they mean? <laughs> Geez, Tando, you really, I don't know where you get all of this information from, but anyway, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. We're in lockdown. I need all the positivity. Hi, guys. Thank you so, so, so much for joining us. Um, absolutely amazing to be spending the afternoon with you. I think, um, you know, as, as Mzansi Financial Education and Media, we never, ever get involved in anything um, that we do, whether it be hair care, whether it be whatever, we never get involved if there's not an element of financial education attached to it, because that is our core business. Our core business revolves around financial education. And today our topic is going to touch on very much the same, um, you know, as, as the freedom for your hair. It's freedom for your finances. We said we at the end of our, um, our freedom month in South Africa. But what does freedom really mean? Um, you know, and that's a topic we're even discussing further this evening on our, on our uh, um, 
on our uh, Instagram live, but you know, what is, what does financial freedom really mean to people? What does it mean to you? And the only way that you're going to be able to understand what financial freedom means to you is if you understand your financial status to begin with, right? Because then you'll be able to, to see where the financial freedom is. Now, when you got your care package, for those of you that got care packages, when you got the package, there was, you know, there was a few things in that we just wanted to highlight. There was a mask in to take care of yourself when you're going out. So that was protecting you. There was one or two hair care products in and that was protecting you. Then there was the immune, which is the immune protection for your body. But there was a, there was a yellow journal in it. It was a Santan journal. And that guys, was not putting there by accident. That is not what we're going to use for our kids to, uh, to keep them occupied during lockdown. Because I know that they, I, I know that they're freaking all of us out at the moment, but that's not what it's there for. It's actually there for a specific purpose. And it's there for you to be able to start a financial journal. So the beginning of any financial plan, of any financial education, of anything that you do is to assess it is to go through a process of um you know of 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 assessment of you know just going to look what are we doing where do we what do we where are we now where do we want to end up etc etc exactly like amy said with your hair so same process applies for finances fortunately or unfortunately in south africa um you know fortunately for us um because we're able to meet amazing people as yourself and share the financial knowledge. But unfortunately, fi finance is not something that we discuss at the dinner table. Finance is, it's, it's taboo. It is, you know, it's, it's not something that is, is, is openly discussed within our communities. Um, it's hush hush. Um, and we need to move beyond that. And the only way that we're gonna move beyond that is if we become deliberate. Now, what is it to hold a financial journal? I think it's very, very easy, guys. And I've just jotted down, you know, just a few things. So journaling helps you reach conclusions of where you are and any big decisions that you're wanting to make or changes that you're wanting to make. Now, nobody can tell me right now that they've not seen a financial change in the last few weeks of us being in lockdown. Either your income has totally um, has totally you know been been stopped if you're if you're in a, in a small business etc which i know mo most of you are and that is why we're trying as far as possible to promote our small businesses the way we just did did amy as well so you know we have to pay it forward all the time or maybe you're on um, a portion of your salary, et cetera, et cetera. Or maybe you're getting your full salary. But irrespective of what your income status is, it is a wonderful time for us to actually cut the BS, guys. And just let's, just, let's see where we are so that we can actually end up by leaving generational wealth to our kids, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and generational wealth doesn't mean that you need to be wealthy to leave a wealth legacy. A wealth legacy means that you're educated, which means you're in turn going to educate your kids. And that is how we pay it forward. We might not be able to achieve everything in our lifetime, but we surely can make it better for their lifetime and make the information and education available to them. Okay. So basically, you know, take, take the, the journal, spend 15 minutes a day, guys, 15 minutes a day on just 
where you are financially, go into your bank statement. First and foremost, go and check what are the debit orders that come off every single day. Go and check what are, you know, the things that I used to spend money on right, you know, when I went before lockdown that I'm not spending money on right now and that I can actually do without because I certainly have gone through that exercise. So for example, I love coffee. I used to buy a takeaway coffee, let's call it 40 Rand, at least for three to four times a day. You do it without thinking. Now I have a jar of coffee and I make myself coffee and I still enjoy that moment as I would. So obviously there's a saving there, but I wouldn't know that consciously if I didn't make myself aware of it, right? You're saving fuel on your car by traveling you're saving on traveling fare on you know all the all the little things at work going out with a colleague for lunch um you much rather baking now than buying you know all of those types of things so please go and spend the 15 minutes and actually just journal your financial status around it right um and then what journaling further does is it helps you work through uncertainty. So if you've got uncertainty right now in anything that you do, and the reason I say go and journal and check your bank statement, look at your debit orders and all of those types of stuff, because I've certainly gone through my debit order and there's things that I absolutely can do without. Because, you know, you sign up for... 14 rand 99 cents on whatever you sign up and you actually don't use it. So now's the time to actually go and take stock, right? Go and take stock of your, what policies are you paying? What insurances are you paying? What investments are you paying? What are your investment yielding? I went and I went as far as looking, what do I pay on bank charges? And what is another bank going to charge me? Because it's important. Go and read your policy documents. Look at what you're covered for. You know, I had a situation a few weeks ago where, you know, I spent, I've spent the last 17 years in financial services and I had to process a death claim for someone. And I was faced with a scenario where, you know, this person had bought things, um, you know, outside of, of our practice. And um, what they did was, you know, it's, it's these people that call you on the phone and I'm not going to mention names, but the reality of it is this person had a pre-existing condition. So when the family did the claim later on, they said, no, hang on, but we underwrite at claim stage. So go and read your policy documents. You do not want to be left in a situation where you are paying for something and it's not going to pay out. I know, you know, if there's one thing that I can steer people away from is when you see no medicals, please know that no medicals doesn't mean that they're not going to medically underwrite you. All it means is that at the time when you're actually going to claim, they're going to underwrite at that point. And that's not in your favor. So yes, we're afraid of needles. Yes, we're afraid of all of these things. But guys, I can tell you, you are playing Russian roulette with your life at the end of the day and your finances and who suffers it's the people you leave behind okay 
please go and check what I found, you know, you know, I, I speak to quite a few people regarding policy documents and all of those types of things. Go and journal these things. If you have a, if you have a motor vehicle and you have all of these bells and whistles and all sorts of things on them, go and see, you know, what you can, what you can remove from your policy right now, all of those types of things. Um, you know, just go and check. But, you know, motor vehicles is a, is a very tricky, is a very tricky thing because we are going to get back on the road. So just make sure that you're adequately covered. And the way that you can do that is actually getting in touch with a broker. And every person that is breathing in South Africa should have a financial advisor. Because if you're sick, you go to a doctor, right? So if your finances needs doctoring, you're going to go to a financial advisor. And a financial advisor, guys, that myth that it's only for the wealthy, if you're going to have that attitude, you're never going to get to wealth stage. That I can guarantee you. Because we are trained to be able to walk the path with you. Okay? So pay the little bit of fees like you would pay a doctor, pay your advisor, negotiate, work out a plan, and stick with a person so that you can walk the, the long haul, right? And then the other thing that um, you know, that, uh, um, sorry, let me just get back to my notes. Um, you know, the, everybody, like I said, everybody's feeling uncertain. So in your journal, you'll have where I am now, what am I paying for? What am I spending money on? Where can I save? And what am I going to do with this money that I am actually saving if you are in that position? Do you have kids? Can you increase your life insurance? There's all sorts of amazing products for us to create generational wealth that I don't think, you know, in, in, in our limited time um, that, that we have, that, um, you know, we can discuss that here, but reach out to us because, you know, we, we're there for you. Um, watch our social media pages. We give you the tips every single day of your life. So consumer financial education is not just me talking to you. Follow what we're doing. Read the, news, the, the, the newsletters we send you. You know, all of those. It's all forms of financial empowerment that eventually leads to financial emancipation. And that's all that we want. We want financial emancipation. And what is financial freedom? It is when you can cover whatever you can without stressing, right? Now, I know for a fact that 90% of people or 99% of people were not ready for COVID-19 from a financial perspective, particularly because of the amount of calls I get on a daily basis. How can I get a payment holiday? What is happening? On that as well, please make sure that when you are applying for payment holidays, that you are actually not being you know, um, placed in a worse off position later. Because I know there's, there's some insurers um, that if you go on a payment holiday, your cover stops. So if anything happens to you during this time, then do know that you're covered. But please go and check up on those types of things. Um, you know, it, it's a tedious, it's not a tedious process, actually. It seems tedious to us, but 15 minutes a day to invest in yourself for financial freedom for the next generations to come because we can all sit and make excuses about my parents didn't do that my parents didn't do that but you have the knowledge now and when you know you're doing it for the generations to come we need to get to the point as what in inverted commas as the emerging market as the 
you know, uh, previously disadvantaged um, communities, etc., that we get to a point of financial knowledge in order for us to emancipate ourselves from making bad financial decisions. Okay? If your bond allows you, the one thing that I'm noticing at the moment is people are taking advantage of this payment holiday stuff. Can I just tell you something? If you're not going to pay your bond or whatever, please understand that the, the power of compound interest is a real thing. And as much as it can be good when you're investing, it is extremely bad when you are borrowing. So if you're in a position that you're getting your salary, don't go and tell the bank, I'm, you know what? I need a payment holiday because, you know, you just want to do whatever. No, you are only shooting yourself in the foot. Okay, so please, 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 guys, financial journaling is, is an absolute, absolute, absolute must. You know, we'd love to hear about your financial journaling journey. So please tag us in whatever you're doing when you're journaling. If you're struggling, please reach out. We are here. We, you know, I mean, we might not answer you within the, in the first five minutes, but we will answer you. Tag us on our social media pages if your question is not something that's very personal because you never know when you're helping someone else by asking that question as well. So there's no such thing as a stupid question. We are here to empower each other. We are here to pull each other up. We're not applying the PhD system here. We are here to pull each other up. Um, you know, so please, guys, we're accessible. I'm accessible. You know what my handles are. I'm always there to be able to try and assist. It's not always easy to do it immediately, like I say, but we are there. So please, can we try? And, you know, I, I mean, if I thought about it earlier, it would have been amazing. We could have run a nice competition about financial journaling, but we didn't think about that. But please, guys, do, do yourself a favor. Do your journaling and please share with us so that we can help you on your, on your financial emancipation, emancipation journey. Financial freedom. I, I want to be free, guys. I'm sure you do too. Let's, let's help each other. Thanks, Tando. Thank you so, so much, Martine. We all want to be free um, from various things. Um, I'm just going to read a few comments just before I close up. So um, Kimling says, thank you so much for the pack, guys. Um, thank you so much, Amy. That is Coco Pine there. Um, Kimling says, that's such an awesome idea. I actually started doing that after listening to one of your podcasts and she's talking about the journaling. Um, and I have Amanda here who says, beautifully said, I'm so focused on wealth these days. I have no interest in getting rich, just changing mindsets, which is absolutely amazing. Um, and I just want to, I just want to say something on that. We often, often think that wealth is something tangible, it's money in the bank. But wealth is education. And the, 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 more, the more we pass on that education, the wealthier. Because then you've imparted with knowledge to someone, which money can't buy at the end of the day. And that's freedom in itself. That's, that's taking us out of, out of our, 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 our shackled um, space that we're in at the moment. So wonderful to that, to that um, listener. Thank you. Absolutely. This is from Lee. She says, thank you so much for the information. It's quite crucial to start financial literacy now. May I ask, after the lockdown, of course, what investments can I make to grow my money and which organizations offers um, salary cover insurance or slash insurance? Um, God forbid I lose my job. I am still sorted for 
a few months thereafter. Okay, we will please ask. Uh, so please, will you inbox us your? Oh, we have your personal details. We have these details. We'll we'll send her the information. So we'll send you the information and we'll put you in touch with the financial advisor, Lee. Perfect. Kiabetu says, uh, thank you. Financial emancipation. Um, uh, Pumla here says, this is very important and it just made me realize that I really need to take care of my finances. Thank you very much, Martine. Um, this was amazing. Uh, so happy to be a part of this discussion today, ladies. Thank you very much. Tsekhofatso says, she's definitely going to try journaling. Um, uh, Yolisa says, thank you so much, Martine. Coco Pine says, I'm so glad I didn't miss this. Uh, thank you so much, Martine. And Akwana says, please contact me for putting me in touch with a financial advisor too. Definitely will do so. And uh, thank you so much. And uh, Palisa Siabella says, please send me information as well. I think what we'll do is that we'll put a pack together and we'll send information to everybody who is on this live. Zintra here says, thank you so much for sharing this information. It's never too late to learn about financial freedom. We definitely um, we'll definitely try this out. And I see some of uh, you ladies who have joined our live who did not receive a pack. I have a treat for you. We have a hamper from RS worth 1,000 Rand. Yes, 1,000 Rand worth of product. I mean, guys, um, that we want to give away. Um, and it's exclusive to the ladies that have joined here. All you have to do is answer me two questions that you will send to info at mzantigroup.com. That is info at mzanti, M-Z-A-N-S-I group.com. Um, and what you have to uh, answer is, um, where can you find RAS products? And um, what is the, oh goodness, I forgot my question. What is one of the ways in which you can get uh, financially emancipated? You have to ensure that you are following Mzansi and so that's Mzansi Fin Ed at Mzansi Fin Ed um, and RS underscore SA. You have to follow both brands. You have to answer both questions correctly. And we will, we will advise by the end of today on our stories who has won the hamper worth 1,000 Rand. So the two questions again are um, where can you find RS products? Secondly, um, what is one of the ways you can get financially emancipated? And you have to be following both brands. Um, yeah, thank you so, so much. I think this has been absolutely amazing. I know that I've learned a lot just when I thought I knew um, enough about finances and my hair. I guess every day there is a new learning. And um, that's the key that we need to keep with um, everything that we do. I mean, COVID is very new to us. And with every day we learn something new. With every day we learn better to cope with things. Um, thank you so, so much to everyone that has joined in. It's been absolutely amazing. And thank you so much for staying this long. We went a little over, but I think every piece of information was um, very necessary and we didn't want to cut corners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we remember to follow all the brands in order to know um, how, um, you know, information that we're bringing about um, to better your lives and to all our entrepreneurs out there, reach out to us. We'd love to, um, you know, give you a level up, you know, help you on your next level. Martine is also an amazing business coach and we do offer coaching sessions through Zanti Financial Education. Again, thank you very much. Otherwise, I'm going to go on forever. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much, Tando. Bye-bye.